You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. All right, guys. Welcome to a Vegas edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard. Evan Jenkins and we're out on a patio fresh off of a Michigan State loss. We'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, First, Evan, you know, let's hit up the Michigan game. Michigan took on Illinois last night. Michigan finally back from uh, their COVID scare, and they were still minus uh, Brandon Johns and Hunter Dickinson in the game. Kofi Coburn tried to take advantage of that. Um, They end up losing the game by 15. I thought Coburn would probably have a bigger day. He didn't. It was almost like Illinois was trying too hard to try to embarrass Michigan instead of playing their game. Michigan hung in there. You know, Devontae Jones, I don't know. The only positive I could take from this, he led the team with 17 points. He's been that guy that really hasn't shown up for them all year long. Scoring 17, you got to see if you can build upon that. Maybe now they have their point guard that they need. But, yeah, they they lost that game. It wasn't a game I expected to see them win. Illinois was angry. Illinois doesn't like them. They don't like Illinois. There was no love loss. And, and yeah, Illinois wasn't going to show Michigan no mercy. You know, no, it with no Hunter Dickinson in the game. Some controversy of whether he ducked uh, Kofi Coburn or not. Here's all I got to say. Evan, you showed me the video. He was out there warming up. Now, Juwan came out later and said, well, you know, he didn't want to stick him out there because he hadn't played in a while. But I got to think, I mean, you're, you're Hunter Dickinson. You're going to the NBA. What's so sp- – did you install new plays in the offense that all of a sudden this guy didn't know what was going on? Like, certain guys, I could see that. Like, you know – if you're a true freshman, yeah, you may not put him out there, but you're a veteran guy. You, If you can breathe, you can play. Yeah, it's weird. So first off, with Jones, that's great because when Michigan has done well, they have always had a point guard that's been there that's been able to really, really control the ball for them with the pick and roll game. Um, the game did get close with, what, about five minutes left. I think Michigan pulled it within one, which was more than I thought they would do. You're right. Illinois started. They went to Coburn every single time. They got two quick fouls on Diabate. Boy, you look at the difference in bodies there. It's like a man versus a boy. And I mean, you can probably say that with almost every Big Ten team that's going to go up against him. Except for Purdue's big man. Absolutely. Edie is something else, and so is Travion Williams. But Hunter Dickinson is interesting because I showed you that video that Michigan posted on their social media account where Hunter Dickinson was going through practice, whether that was a walk through the day of or practice the day before, and you're saying you want him to get his feet under him, but, okay, you're going to take a couple more days to now have him go out there and play. And I don't know. I don't care about the duck or what, and some people take offense to even 
bring up the fact that you would even mention it, but it's like, it's just interesting. You know, they said for undisclosed medical reasons is right. why they didn't play. Um, with Michigan, I think the, the biggest question, and it has to be around Caleb Houston. It's another game where he played 25 minutes, scored five points, four rebounds, two of nine shooting, didn't have an assist, didn't have a foul, like, or he had one foul, but I, I just, I'm so perplexed by him as being a highly touted kid to come in to sees it doesn't seem like he's made the transition. No, here's the thing. I think every now and then you get the, you know, the top 25 player who's not really a top 25 player. He did great in some high school games and in some AAU stuff, but bottom line, when you see him playing, remember, Michigan had the number one recruiting class. Yeah. They don't look like the number one recruiting. They don't like the best class in the Big Ten, let alone the nation. They look out of sorts every which way. We've talked about it, where they've been so good defending the pick and roll, and they get owned on that. They turn the ball over quite a bit, where the past five, six years, that was Michigan staple. They don't turn the ball over. It would be under 10 a game every single game. So they're now 7-7 seven and seven on the year. I mean, you're playing these well, more kids. What's hurting them is... The chance for them to make a statement, they couldn't. They didn't play Michigan State at home. They didn't play Purdue at home. In the Big Ten, if you're going to play the tough teams, you want to do them at home. You get the crowd behind you. I don't know if those games get made up. To be honest with you, um, talking with some people, it's going to be difficult. And I don't think that Michigan State or Purdue is willing to be inconvenienced. Well, and they, they would have more to lose than Michigan would. Losing right. to that game doesn't really benefit them. Michigan needs the game. Yeah. And I, I got a feeling, Evan, if the games are made up, you're probably going to see both games played at either East Lansing or in West Lafayette where they're not going to make the travel and go here and then travel to go there. Right. Because, once again, that's inconveniencing. Well, and Michigan has a very interesting stretch coming up. They're at home against Maryland. Maryland's 9-7. and seven. I mean, I think they're, that's going to be a good game. I mean, they're very no, equivalent no, that, to that, what Michigan is. That is a must-win game. Yeah. If you're Michigan, you lose to Maryland. You're you're under 500 on the season. You're one and five in the Big Ten. Now you got to go to Indiana. Yep. And then you got Northwestern at home. Trace, but we're yeah, going to talk about Jackson it. Jackson is is really yeah. He's he's he could be the best big in the Big Ten, and that's saying a lot with Coburn and Edie out there. Yeah, Trace Jackson is is really legit. It's a first round guy. He is NBA talent, and so then. And then you got Michigan State on the road to end out January. So those are your next four games between now and the end of the month. Northwestern, who's played everybody close, got a win over Michigan State. We should talk about that. Went to overtime uh, against um, Maryland. Yep. Yeah, that's what's going on. So, yeah, if you're you're Michigan, man. This is Juwan. Hey, this is why you make the big bucks, man. This is what you're there to be, the big-time coach. it, It reminds me a lot of Michigan State last year. Not knowing if they were going to make the tournament until the very, very end, which they need. They they they're going to need these two games. Oh yeah, and 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 you can't have a bad loss. I think you're right. Maryland would be a bad loss being at home in the situation that you're currently in. It, it's interesting to see it. I mean, this is why you get paid the big bucks as a coach. You got to yeah. inspire or or change your game plan or whatever it might be. But right now, I mean. They're losing these games by quite a bit. They are. Now, speaking of a bad loss, huh. Michigan State losing by two to Northwestern. Marcus Bingham, 
let's face Marcus Bingham had a chance to send the game to overtime. He he had a one and one. He bricked the first one, hit the back of the iron. He hadn't shot a free throw all game long. When you look at the stat line, you're like, how in the world did Northwestern get this? Well, here's the, here's how they got this, folks. It's one of those, what if I told you Michigan State would hold Northwestern to 38% shooting, 30% shooting from three, Northwestern shot 58% from the free throw line. Sounds like MSU should win that game. But Northwestern gets 15 offensive rebounds, and MSU turns the ball over 17 times, which means MSU loses by two, because Northwestern got 32 opportunities extra to score points, and they took advantage of them. That was the problem. I've been saying for the longest, Michigan State's not a top-10 team. They're in the top-10, but they're in the top-10. There's a reason why they've been stuck at 10 for the last three weeks. Well, yeah, because, I mean, they have two quote-unquote good losses, but, I mean, they haven't done anything spectacular since those losses. Granted, they've won, but they've been ugly wins. They have. And if you're MSU, it it still comes down to the same old problem, turnovers. And unforced turnovers and I, I don't know what in the world Izzo has to do I joked I'm like Tom maybe you just need to call a timeout and have them run gassers the entire timeout while you and the assistant coaches sit on the bench because at this point I don't think there's any amount of yelling that you can do they know they shouldn't turn the ball over You're, both point guards turn it over twice early in the game if you're Michigan State maybe this is the wake up call you needed um, your, your first Big Ten loss, you get a week off before you head to Wisconsin on Friday. And, guys, i got to be honest with you, Wisconsin, Cole Center is just a, a house of horrors for most teams. Well, yeah, and you're going to play and against they got, 35-year-old Brad Davidson. Well, I that, kid about him being 35, but he is a six-year guy. That Well, that and the fact Wisconsin has what, the lead, one of the leading scorers in the nation, so it's going to be difficult for Michigan State. Doesn't get easier. Well, if, this you week's going to be awful for them. You didn't want to drop this game. You can't. And Wisconsin doesn't turn the ball over, and they're good at forcing it. And I say the Cole Center crowd is going to be in this thing. You got a week to kind of get your steps back together and, and, and refocus yourself. I mean, I, I don't think it's going to be any doubt that they're going to make the tournament. It's just, man, they've been flirting with disaster all for at least the last couple of weeks, Evan, where. You know, you saw it against Nebraska. You were like, yeah, you win this game, but you needed a last-second basket in order to get it from... Well, and they tried to give that game to them. They tried their best to give it right back to them with all those extra possessions. I mean, you had the ball, what, with 30 seconds left down two, and the best you got was Bingham shooting two free throws at the end of the game. I mean, you even missed a final shot. They traveled to then give you that ball back right. to even be in that position. And this is the first game for me that yeah. Gabe Brown really didn't step up as the man. Yeah. Max Christie is another one. One of eight. I mean, six points. Shots were falling. He was falling. a freshman yeah. today. He was a freshman. Yeah, Malik Hall did. He had a wide open three. Could have could have won the game. Yeah. Missed it. And I mean, Julius Marble was the star with seven to seven, 18 points in 19 minutes. But well, even be, that last play, he had the ball at the top of the key. That's not him. Let's be real, Evan. Had they won the game, that meant they stole two games. Absolutely. At last week, I or they shouldn't have won. They stole the game against Nebraska. Absolutely. And they stole. With Hauser making that shot, which yeah. I owe an apology to, but Joey Hauser was a liability today on the defensive end. I mean, he played 21 minutes. Three points, four fouls. Like, you got to do more, man. You can't go from one high to a low like that and expect to compete for championships because 
Mr. Rizzo's not getting younger, and that's what his goal is. It's nothing short. I, I, don't, I mean, if you're Tom, I don't think there's anything you can say or do besides holding their pets hostage. Yeah. Because, I mean, he's yelled, he's been nice, he's done Like, they just keep turning, except for the Oakland game. Because that was funny, because Campy was like, they turned the ball over 20 times. They didn't turn the ball over tonight. I know. But it's other just, than that, it's frustrating when you watch them. And it's careless play, too. It's not – there. a lot of them are unforced turnovers. It's not because the defense is coming yeah. out pressuring the guards like no other. It's sometimes they try to create more than what's out there, and sometimes your mind thinks you can do more than your body is willing. And, yeah. and turnover it, after turnover, it's it, it gets frustrating. But you got to hope that they can figure it out. But at what point are you like – they're not going to figure it out when this has been the last three and a half years. In past years, they have more talent that they could overcome this. The, the talent is not exactly where you want it. And I think what you saw was the question everybody wanted to know. In the event that the game was on the line, who takes the final shot? I wouldn't have chosen Malik Hall, but no. he was open. Yeah, no. It was I a mean, good shot. It was a good look. But like, like in years past, you, you knew Cassius would have the ball in his hands. And he, either he would shoot it or he would distribute it to somebody who was open. Where now I thought it was going to be Gabe Brown. And even, you know, you called it. You said they're going to lob it into the basket to Marcus Bingham. I probably would have tried to get Gabe free. And I, I would have took my chances with Gabe and a three-point shot to just end this thing. Yeah, you're, you're right. Because in, in, when I said it, the only reason I said it is because Marcus Bingham had so much length on what Northwestern was offering out there defensively. And, and you're right. When you don't shoot a free throw and then there's a timeout in between and you're sitting there thinking, I mean, he shoots at a 70% clip, but I would love to go back because, I mean, numbers don't lie when it comes to free throws. It's clockwork. If they're shooting 85% and they're 8 of 8, they're most likely going to miss that ninth shot. And I would like to see what he was coming in, but. You know what? He hadn't shot a free throw. Yeah. That was his very first one, which means he was cold. Well, and what did he and shoot? He hit, and he hit one the of back. four from the floor for yeah. two points. He hit the back of the rim. He hasn't been himself lately. Well, he had a bout with COVID and yeah, I hits saw. people differently, man. So, he's yeah, fatigued. He, you've, you've been saying, because a lot of people are like, why is Joey Hauser in the game so much? And, I mean, Tom was saying, like, in the Nebraska game, Nebraska big man just kept backing him down. And he was like, Marcus normally doesn't go for that, but. He was under the basket, and the guys was just hitting layups, so he had to put in Hauser. He was like, Hauser, it was Hauser and Hogart in the game late in Nebraska, and he was like, I put them in for defensive reasons, not for offense. He made sure. Offensively, I should have had Bingham in the game. I should have had uh, uh, um, Walker. Walker in the game. But instead, I had to go that route. So for both teams, Michigan – must-win game come Tuesday against uh, Maryland for Michigan State. It's a show-me game, man. Show me that you are what you think you are. For Michigan State, if, if you want to get yourself back into that upper echelon of the Big Ten and stay up there, you got to f- find a way to pull off an upset victory at the Kohl Center, which I think is going to be a, a very difficult thing Late to do. Late game. It's going to be a 9 o'clock start. I yeah. mean, it, it, it's we're going to see. And then, I mean, but their schedule doesn't get easier because then they go right on the road again to Illinois. Yeah. So, I mean, it's big boy time, man. So, we'll see. All right, Evan, anything else? No. um, I'm going to ask you a question this week, and it's only are you going to share this week on your show the story of Mike Valeni and the swap meet? I will. Okay. I'm going to have to wait because I'm off until Thursday. Okay, so listen Thursday. And I promise you, you will not be disappointed by this story. It's not overselling. 
It is, <laughs> it's a combination of bad ideas by me and then something so magical that we walked into. A bad, a bad idea. Somebody else. Bad idea. Long journey. And I haven't laughed that hard in a long time. But there was a payoff. And it will be. So that's my question. I wanted to know, are you going to share it? We will talk about that when I get back from on Thursday. But uh, for Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone. Make sure you share this with your friends. Subscribe. And we will be back next week or later this week.